You're listening to Parenting in the First Three Years, the place where we explore the strategies and soul of parenting from pregnancy through the first three years of life. I'm your host, Ann McKittrick. Thank you so much for joining me. You know, parenting is a funny mix of emotions. One minute you're content and just delighting in everything. The next you're bored with all of the repetitive tasks. The next you're worried sick about something. And then here comes that contentment again, sometimes all within an hour or so. Today's podcast guest is Bumi Latitan. She's an award-winning, Webby-nominated writer from California who lives in Quebec, Canada with her family. She's contributed to the New York Times, Parenting, and the Huffington Post, and she's best known for her satirical Twitter account called Honest Toddler. Her first novel, Confessions of a Domestic Failure, quickly became a USA Today bestseller. She's been on the Today Show, CBS Sunday Morning, and Good Morning America. I am honored, and it was so much fun to have Bumi on today's episode. We talk about how you can find hope even in the midst of the normal angst, worry, and sometimes drudgery of parenting, especially in the first years. At the end of the conversation, I'm going to give you a really simple action step that you can do today that will help you find your peace in the midst of it all. So here we go. Enjoy this conversation with Bumi. So Bumi, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It is so fun to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here. You are the author of Help Me God, I'm a Parent. And I think that the day that this podcast is being released is the day that your book is being released. Oh, I love that. I Um, love that. You know, I've read your book and you have such a beautiful knack for putting into words what I thought and feel as a parent of three kids who were very close together. But I'm guessing that you have captured the feelings and thoughts of all of us as we go through the drudge, what feels like the drudge of the everyday of parenting. You have, you know, the byline on your title is honest prayers for hectic days and endless nights. And so that just describes it perfectly right there. Thank you. One of my favorite phrases from the book is something about tonight made moving clothes from the washer to the dryer feel like a Herculean feat. I can so relate to that. So tell us first about your family. Tell us, tell us about your own kids. Oh, so my kids are, I can't even believe she's 16 when I say it, because to me, she's 12 in my mind. She's 12, but she just turned 16. And then I have my oldest daughter, she just turned 16. And then I have a 12 year old um, daughter. And then I have a, and he just turned nine, but in my mind, he's four. Um, So (laughs) So I have the age that they're frozen at in my head, you know, just mm-hmm. where they're frozen and then the age they are. So, but yeah. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. So, you know, it doesn't matter. Our, our kids are grown and gone, but I, I fully understand how you envision them in your mind at a certain age. You know, no matter what stage of parenting we're in, whether we're thinking about becoming a parent or you're all the way where I am, where your kids are, you know, you're in an empty nest. We all tend to kind of worry about our kids. What has what you worry about changed as they have gotten older? Yes, because it does change and nothing really prepares you for that. So in the beginning, when they're, when they're baby babies, it's just 
through the night. You want them to keep them breathing through the night. And you're, oh my gosh, especially those first few days, it's, it's exhilarating. It's terrifying where you're, hey, is this baby okay? Are there any, you know, things covering their face or they're moving and they're swaddling super tight, all of these things. And then later as they become toddlers praying for patience, you know, this, this two-year-old just tried to slap me in a grocery store. <laughs> like, Things that you never expect will happen. Right. Getting through the day, being exhausted, um, getting through that day. So when they're little, they're, those issues, and then they start to grow up. The preteen, the teens, when they're they're having lives of their own, when they have friendships of their own that they're picking for the first time. You're not picking their friends. It's like you're not arranging the play date. They're going to school and picking people. There are new influences. Um, bigger problems and someone told me that once they said when they're little they have little problems when they have, they're big they have big big issues and i didn't know what that meant until it, it began so my prayers have changed a lot more for um less for you know the help me get through this afternoon although that's still there sometimes but preserve them help them give them wisdom um give them discernment um you can be their god when i can't Mm -hmm. protect them just these days there there's so many influences there's so many versions of the truth I say let them let them hear your truth and know that it's true mm -hmm. um help them to stay on this path it becomes prayers for their soul almost right yeah yeah I can totally relate to that I I always just pray that uh that God would speak to my children and that they would hear him, you know? Yes. And uh, in whatever way that needs to happen. Yes. So how do you find hope in the midst of these worrisome thoughts? What, where's your hope? God, Jesus, my living hope. <laughs> He's my hope. Um, now more than ever, you know, the last few years, last two years have been so hard with everything that we've been through um in the world um and i think that people were stripped of any hope that wasn't rooted in in for me faith um and we can put our hope in so many things we can put our hope in in friendships in jobs in the security of your nation where you live geography um your class but now that things have changed and and they continue to feel so uncertain and we've learned that relationships can can suffer. Um, you can experience things in your city that you never thought you would experience. And for me, more than ever, it's it's God, it's Jesus. Um, I'm hearing in my head that song. It's like, you know, Jesus, our living hope. And I love that that aspect of He's alive, our living hope, not just a hope in in a, in a, a fantasy or a story or a maybe or something that's very far away but actually a living hope that knows you and loves you that's that's where my hope is it's in him every single day mm -hmm. yeah one of the things that you say in the book is that <clears throat> every day the ground shifts underneath our feet i thought that was a really beautiful way to just describe what it feels like um with the outward world plus also your inner, inner world, you know, things are always shifting relationally and developmentally and, yes. you know, <laughs> things just change. You know, one of the, the prayers that you have, and, and first of all, let me, <clears throat> let me back up and say, 
that um, your prayers are a form of poetry, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> and one of the the reviewers of your book said that I'm not a, a religious person, but these this book really spoke to me. You know the mm-hmm. the um, the way that you are able to just kind of write down the things that we are experiencing. And that is one of the, even one of the phrases that I remember you saying throughout the book is cutting up apples. And I've just thought, I just thought, how many hundreds of times have I sliced an apple? (laughs) And, you know, the, just the act of taking an apple and getting out the knife and the little cutting board and slicing it up so that someone can eat it. And you slice it differently depending on how old they are. And even when they're a tiny baby, I would steam those apple slices first before I would put them on the tray with the, you know, with the other Cheerios and stuff. And, um, but just that simple task of slicing an apple, it, um, it's an act of care. It's an act of uh, providing. It's, it's just kind of what a parent does and, and it's something that I hadn't even really even thought about. It's just the, the significance <laughs> of slicing an apple. But one of the prayers you said, it's scary, but I'll get through, through it with my chubby hand in yours. And what you're describing there is just the, the fear that accompanies this process of letting your child go. And we have to do this from, gosh, I mean, this, this podcast is parenting in the first three years, but ever so slowly, your child is inching away from you beginning in the first year, you know, as they begin to walk and they begin to walk away from you. And, um, and so this process of opening up your hand very gently and letting them go and then welcoming them back, this communicates, you know, that you feel that that prayer communicates that you feel like you are being held. But how do you communicate that this to your children, your own children, that you consider yourself also to be a child who's being let go. Yes. Oh, we, we actually talk about it. Um, so, um, how I communicate with my kids that I, I too am a child, child of God, just like they're a child of God. And one thing that, you know, when you think about it, the age difference between us and our children, it's not that much in the scheme of things. It's really not, (laughs) It's really not that much, you know, it's almost like a baby's raising baby situation. It's, you know, what's, what's 30 years, what's 40 years. It's not a big, we're, we're parenting based on what we've learned and what God teaches us, but we are not that much ahead of them in the scheme of things. It's, it's enough, but you know, and so one of the ways that, um, that they experience that I am also a child of God being raised by God right alongside them is in apologies, apologizing to them when I do get things wrong. I shouldn't have talked to you like that. I shouldn't have pressured you in that way. You know, um, mommy's voice wasn't very nice. The way I said that, I I could have said that nicer. I'm sorry. And then also when we pray together, um, we talk about that. I'm a child of God too. I am. We both are. We have the same heavenly father. You know, we call him Abba at home. We say, you know, talk, talk to Abba about that. Let's pray to Abba about that. So we're going to God together. And so I, I, I um, so they, they experience that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a wild thing, isn't it? That we both, the, our children I, and our children, us, we have the same heavenly father. So it's, 
it's very sweet. <laughs> it is. It is very sweet. For those who are in the first years, you know, yes. like these first three to three plus years of life, or, you know, even experiencing the last stages of pregnancy where you mm. are just beginning to really, it's really beginning to settle in on you that uh, my life is getting ready to really, really change. <laughs> um, yes. But the sleep deprivation even begins then, right? When you can't sleep, it it's so big. Um, or you're contemplating or waiting for an adoption to come through. I mean, mm. the, the process of a child coming into our life is very consuming, whether, you know, whatever way it's coming. So sleep deprived, getting used to this whole role of being a parent and the paradigm switch that has to happen within you to become from non-parent to parent. What do you say to, to the moms and dads who are listening who say, I'm just at the end of my rope. I, I don't know what to do. I would say one, just welcome to the club. That's how you know, that's how you know you're doing it right. That's how you know the love is there because that feeling of, oh my goodness, it does mellow. It does mellow. You're not always going to feel it to this intensity. And it, it, it comes and goes at different stages of parenting and different things, different weeks, you know, one week it's teething, next week it's fine. Next week it's a, you know, they're, they're testing you next week. It's fine. But I'd say you're going to be okay. You're definitely going to be okay. And that you are so much farther ahead of the game. Um, if you have God in your life, if you have God in your life, Jesus in your life, you are so much further ahead of the game than I was at that stage. Um, just having prayer, being able to pray, to talk to God, to listen to to His Spirit lead you and guide you. I mean, you are equipped in a way that um, I, it, it's beyond words. It's nothing you can put on a registry, but it's the most valuable thing you can have. Mm -hmm. And that God is with you all of those nights, all of those times when you're worrying is, is you know, if you're adopting, is this application going to work out that it's all in his hands? Um, when you go to appointments, when you're up at night, when you're thinking, is everything going to be okay? When you're thinking about labor, I used to remember imagining labor and just, you know, you see those videos. <laughs> right. It, it, it can be, I mean, I used yeah. to watch on, oh, on the TLC channel. What is it? bringing home babies I, I sh and I would watch these videos and these women I'm like is that gonna be me because that looks like a lot <laughs> and then you know but God is with you you're gonna be okay and plus you forget you forget almost everything your mind just blocks it up so it's, it's fine and you get a baby you know once like, once you're holding that baby it's nothing else matters exactly. and oh and those early years when I look back on them they are just the sweetest times I wish I could just go back and just live like just one day, what I would pay to just one day of holding that little baby or just feeling the baby inside of me or the anticipation. You're in a time that is so beautiful, but it's difficult sometimes to feel the beauty of it all the time, but you'll get these little glimmers sometimes, these little moments of this peace and you'll, you'll get to taste it and then hang on to that. And then during the other times, just put your faith, put your faith in God that you're held it's going to be okay. You're doing great. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think it's useful to, to write down, you know, to journal if you can, or even to take a, I use my phone just to create audio notes for myself all the time, reminders of what I'm thinking. And, And that would be a great thing to do just to, if you're feeling those, those positive moments of peace and just, you know, beautiful reflection and in the beauty that you're surrounded with, record it and go back and listen to it later on and and be reminded that this is just a little dip. It's going to be all right. It's going to be. Exactly. It's a little dip, like on a road, on on a road trip, when you go anywhere and you hit a little, you know, you hit a little pothole, then you have smooth Mm -hmm. road and then you're like, oh wait, am I in the right place? Those moments of confusion. Oh yeah, I'm on the right road. You go a little further. It's just like that. And I completely agree with you about journaling and and audio notes. I wish I had those to listen back on. And plus they're so cathartic in the moment. I still, I journal every single day Mm -hmm. and it's so cathartic to just get those feelings out. And so they can live somewhere that's kind of outside of you Mm -hmm. as you go on with the rest of the day. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Once it's out, it's kind of like, okay, I can move on, move along. Yes. Now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I do a lot of that stuff. <laughs> well, um, your book, tell us where people can find it. Yeah. So um, I'm going to, my, my brain just, I don't know what it is about being a mom. Do you ever feel like your brain just like stalls for a minute? <laughs> Yeah. Like maybe like with a computer with open tabs, like it just kind of freeze. My brain does that now, but um, it's got, help me God. I'm a parent, <laughs> honest prayers for hectic days and endless nights. And you can get it on uh, Amazon, um, barnesandnoble.com, any place where books are sold. And I recorded the audiobook oh, myself. Yes, my first time recording my own audiobook. So that was exciting. Yeah, I love that when when you hear the real author's book um, voice reading the book. Because I listen to a lot of books. Yeah. (laughs) So is there anything as we wrap up that you would like to say? Um, Anything that we haven't said yet? Uh, I'd just like to encourage all parents that you're doing wonderfully to keep going. That, you know, the living rooms on Instagram are not real. So, (laughs) you know, they're curated. You're doing things. Don't compare yourself to anyone. It's, It's normal to have toys about and have some dishes in the sink like you're doing great and it's it's very beautiful there's nothing I don't think there's anything more more beautiful on this planet than pouring love into a child and you're doing that um so well done yeah well done thank you well done I was oh, thank so you have you here thank you this is really fun you have such a calm about you <laughs> thank you you have just like this kind calmness <laughs> thank you I wish I could come over for lunch and have lunch with you on the porch. Well, we'll just have to make that happen because I'm yes. sure you're going to be coming to Texas. One of these. I, I am sure of it. I'm sure of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, this is Mama. So here's something that you can do right now. You can just make your phone a place where you can record a voice recording or you can text yourself or create a note in your phone. Just checking in with yourself about your feelings and emotions. And then when you go to bed, instead of scrolling social media, you can listen to what you've said or read what you've written to yourself and just reflect on the day. Relive the joyful moments, forgive the difficult ones, release your feelings about yourself as a parent, envision what you've got on your plate for tomorrow, and say a simple prayer. Journal these things if that's your deal. 
Um, but this will create a beautiful, rich story of your parenting journey, and I know that it will be something that you will love looking back on in years to come. So there you go. I hope that helps you find a little bit of peace in this parenting journey. And I just want to tell you that you have got this thing. You love your child. They love you. You guys are going to be good. I'll see you next time. If you love today's episode, please share it with a friend. The first years can be overwhelming for any parent, whether your baby's a newborn or out there walking and talking and taking on the world by force. So share away. All you have to do is head to the platform where you're listening, click on the share button or the icon and share it to a friend. I so appreciate you taking the time to do so and it really helps me support other parents on their journey. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.